Welcome back to Wellness Shot, and today I have a very exciting guest that is going to do the podcast with me, my friend Riley Thomas. Hey, everybody. So, Riley, um, I've known you since we danced together um, in high school, so tell me a little bit about your career and major and everything. Okay, so I am a senior at the University of Southern Mississippi. I'm a psychology major with a Spanish minor. Um, My main focus is in child psychology, and I'm assuming that I'm going to get into a doctor program in the future, hopefully, and pursue my school psychology PhD. So today's podcast is all about mental health and exercise. I think these topics are very correlated and they they go hand in hand with each other. Mental health is very important and I thought it would be a great idea to pull somebody to do the podcast with me today that has experience and they're majoring in this and very interested in psychology. So that's why Riley is going to be with me today. So I have the exercise background, and she has the mental health background, and hopefully we can get some good information to y'all and just educate and promote wellness in general, because that's really, wellness is so important. A holistic approach to the body is really important. So we have a couple topics today for y'all. We're going to talk about how exercise and mental health play a role in each other, and some different principles that we have learned in school, how to stay motivated, and just positive reinforcements for you, especially if you're feeling down in your exercise journey, you always have to have something something that pushes you to keep going, and so there's some really great principles that are out there and proven to work to keep you motivated. So, Are you ready to get started? I am. Alrighty. So we all know that exercise is great for your mental health. It can reduce depression and reduce anxiety and stress levels. Me personally, I know if I'm stressed and I have a workout, I tend to feel a little bit better, especially if it was something like kickboxing because you're letting (laughs) out all of your anger. So, Riley, how do you think exercise benefits mental health? I think exercise is a primary prevention source for um, preventing any disorders from developing or any problems in the future from developing. And you use exercise to kind of use it as a coping mechanism for those problems. So if you were feeling anxious maybe and you had to get out of the house and you had to do something that would be a positive way would be to go work out instead of sitting in your home and feeling that anxiety maybe if you felt well enough you could go to the gym and that could maybe reduce some of the anxiety that you're having and we do want to mention that Um, exercise and mental health is so individualized that if we say something that might not work for you um, just a precursor to this episode, but yes. <laughs> if we do say something and it works for you, then that's our goal is to help you out. But um, just wanted to say everybody goes through their own journey and we never want to discriminate on anybody's mental health. So can you tell me a little bit about 
conditioning and how that benefits mental health and how you can relate that to exercise. Yeah. Okay. So when I work or when I'm learning about child psychology, a lot of it is conditioning and like kind of forming their behaviors. So you want to, when you're trying to get into exercising, you're really wanting to form a new behavior. And with that, you need to use conditioning. Now, conditioning isn't that difficult to use. It can be as simple as like, after you run, you eat a banana if you like bananas or you get some yogurt or you can burn your favorite candle like just something you're using that positive reinforcement introducing something that you like after that workout to kind of get you through the workout and make you excited to do it again and then eventually you'll feel that excitement before you even do the workout and you'll just be motivated to do it on its own. So you could say like, ooh, I want to do this workout because I know afterwards I'm going to watch my favorite TV show or light a candle. And so once you work out, you do that thing that's positive and it makes you want to work out more because you enjoy both of those things that you're doing. Yes. So really just incorporating any type of positive reinforcement after. And you can even do a positive reinforcement beforehand. So maybe getting dressed in like a really cute workout outfit if you like to do that and you like to buy new outfits like I know I do every time I (laughs) go to a store I have to buy a workout outfit but you put that on beforehand and it kind of gets you more excited to go to that run or to the gym and then afterwards you can incorporate another one like something you enjoy to do afterwards to kind of settle down. I think that's a really good idea and I know a lot of people struggle with um I know a lot of people will struggle with um, staying motivated to keep working out. And so, I mean, I myself struggle with motivation and staying motivated to go to the gym. So I think everybody goes through that. So that's a really great way to reinforce keeping going to the gym, keeping your workout schedule because, well, maybe if I go work out today, um, I get to watch this TV show and that makes me happy, so I'm going to do both. Mm-hmm. So that is a great, great idea to stay motivated. Another really important principle that I learned about in school is the SMARTS principle. So that stands for Specific, Measurable, action oriented Realistic, Timely, and Self-Determined. So the SMART principle is all about maintaining the workout program that you have it's all about staying focused so specific um you want a specific goal that is um realistic so if you want to lose 10 pounds do not give yourself a week it needs to be a little bit longer than that so that's specific um so like we just talked about the reinforcement Having something positive, such as a new workout outfit, a spa treatment, you're going to get a pedicure, anything like that. Social support, having friends to work out with or having somebody to hold you accountable. If you miss this workout, somebody's going to know about it and maybe you feel bad about it. Or even if you just want to work out with a friend, I mean, at dance, we love being with each other. Mm -hmm. So having somebody to work out with is also a really great way to stay on track. 
self-monitoring, like I always talk about, keeping a notebook so you're seeing your progress and tracking your physical activity or even tracking your moods, journaling, problem solving. If you um, have an issue that comes up with your exercise routine, your training plan, stepping back and rewriting it or adjusting it to your needs and then relapse prevention, these are strategies in place that overcome the temptation to stop physical activity. So if you feel like you're going to maybe uh, stop your workout plan, having maybe a note that says to yourself, don't give up, keep going, something small like that, I think could really benefit you. So we've discussed how to stay motivated and some principles to keep you on your training plan. And we discussed a little bit about conditioning. So I know a topic that is very important, especially with people of our age and college students, is sleep and not getting enough sleep, staying up studying or staying up because you're out. So how does sleep affect mental health and how can exercise benefit that? All right. So um, according to the CDC, people around our age, so like young adults, need about eight to ten hours of sleep a night to have healthy lifestyle like a healthy lifestyle um without that you could potentially cause poor mental health issues um so that's a sleep plays a big role in your mental health sleep also plays a big role with many disorders um so in order to prevent that you need to be getting that eight to ten hours of sleep which is very difficult with people like us because again we're studying all the time (laughs) staying up late I know I'm on my phone way too late um but one way to really benefit that is exercising for at least 30 minutes a day um just exercising 30 minutes a day kind of keeps you it keeps you going and um you're not as lethargic afterwards most of the time and it also exercising can be very hard with people with disorders just because of the motivation or I know personally coming from like somebody with ADHD it you can't really you think you can exercise and you go to have all these things that you're gonna do and then you never do them because you plan (laughs) way too much and you just never get to it so it's kind of difficult to get to that point of exercising just for 30 minutes a day but I think finding something that works for you and maybe even working with a mental health professional again I'm not that but if you work with somebody like that um they can kind of help you get on that track of being able to do that and get that sleep you need yeah because I know if you are only getting a couple hours of sleep a night If you do that for a full week, it kind of catches up with you. Mm -hmm. So maybe even going for a walk just to get some aerobic exercise or something small, as simple as that, if you don't have the time to go to a gym and get a full 30-minute workout or an hour workout, something to stay moving, stay active, so that way at night you're not as restless. Maybe you're feeling a little bit more tired. Your body's really ready to relax and sleep. So exercise can for sure benefit your sleep. So some also might say, well, I want to join a gym, but I have anxiety when I go to the gym. How would you handle a situation like that, really? 
Um, so I know a lot of people get, even I used to get like that too, where you walk in and there's all these people that look like they know exactly what they're doing. Um, and you have no idea. And I am one of those people that literally I walked in. I remember going to this machine. Somebody told me they were using it when they weren't even on it. And I walked out and I (laughs) didn't walk in for another year. Exactly. Um, so I think really... Knowing that for me personally, I don't necessarily go to the gym every day to work out. I like to do it by myself. So I go for a run outside of my apartment. I just run a mile. Um, and I walk half of that, you know, like I run and jog and then walk all the way because it's very difficult outside (laughs) right now in the 90 degree weather. (laughs) But I do just work out on my own. Um, I know going to the gym is some people's only form of working out just because of their location. And with that, I think really working with your thoughts and really like sitting with yourself. And when you have those anxious thoughts of like, everybody's looking at me, maybe even just stick to the machine in that moment that you're comfortable with. Because I know a lot of people think that you need to go to all these different ones, but if that makes you uncomfortable and it's kind of an unrealistic goal for you at that time, then just stick to something that you know you can do. Maybe stick to the back of the room. So even if you're nervous that people are watching you, you can stick to the back. Like I used to do that too. The treadmills were in the back. That's where I would go because I needed to work myself up in order to do the other things. And I think just take your time and really sit with your thoughts and kind of think through them and think of the probability of people actually watching you versus like what's actually happening. I think that's a really good idea for people like that. Yeah, and I feel like especially for us when we have a dance background and we never really were in the gym scene, it was very hard to get started in that kind of setting because we knew everybody at our dance studio and we were so comfortable with everybody and that is completely different from working out and I know when I first when I first joined my gym um, I didn't even know how to squat. I didn't know what a squat rack was. And <laughs> even today, it can be very intimidating because there'll be really big muscular people at these squat racks and you just don't even want to approach it. You feel a little timid. And eventually, you just have to have really positive self-talk and say, you know, I'm working out for myself and I want to squat, and if somebody is watching me, then that is completely fine. They will see me squat. I know what I'm doing. I know that I'm capable of doing this. So I think something that's really helped me and my mental health journey is positive Mm self-talk. If I have a negative thought that comes in, I immediately want to think about it and say, okay, is this realistic, first off, and then second off, I'm going to push in positive thoughts into my mind so I'm not bringing myself down negatively. So I know a lot of people struggle with anxiety at the gym and it's just kind of something that you have to work on and keep pushing because, you know, exercise is very important and maybe at the gym you'll discover that you have all this confidence that you didn't know about because you were anxious to even start. I mean, everybody's different and everybody, I think, gets a little anxious at the gym. It can be very intimidating. Yes, it really can be. Especially on college campuses at uh, the gyms. Yeah. yeah, they, it's, it can be rough. Um, but if you just sit there 
and really just sit with yourself and for a moment just kind of listen to what your needs are and what you really want to get out of that experience, I think that can help you motivate yourself into getting in there and doing what you need to do. Absolutely. So with all of that being said, I think there's some, well, I think we talked about some really great topics today and ways to stay motivated on your fitness plan and how to deal with certain mental health issues and how exercise can be beneficial. So with that being said, Riley, I would just like for you to tell me one of your favorite things you have studied in school because I know that you are very passionate about what you do and that makes me happy. So just share with me one research or something that you've learned in school that you really like. Okay, so um, this semester I was able to do a study on obesity in adults and in children and I'm sure to bring the children part into that because I love working with kids um and kind of how obesity affects children in the United States um we found that the prevalence of children obesity was 18.5 percent in 2015 to 2016 um in the U.S. so that's a lot of kids that were obese and obesity is kind of um just like we can help fix it but because of our culture and kind of how all of the parents in the past raised their children and have them eat um not the best diets and they don't really work out as much as they need to the children in the U.S. kind of um have a lot higher obesity rates but we're working on fixing that with different programs in the school systems to kind of help them have those healthy eating habits gained at the schools because I know at home they're not really given to them this is a whole new topic I need to have you on again and we'll just discuss (laughs) obesity in America and exercise and (laughs) all of that so um some of the sources that we used today were were the CDC ACSM, and then we also threw another one in there, the APA, which is the American Psychological Association. And I'll have all of my links and sources and articles in the description box if you want to do your own research or if you just want to see what we used. So thank you so much, Riley, for coming and chatting with me today. (laughs) Thanks for having me. (laughs) Um, I know that exercise is important, but if you don't feel good, holistically and mentally then it doesn't matter if you exercise or not because you you just don't feel good your whole body so I think wellness overall wellness is so so important and having your mind right and feeling good mentally is going to help you want to work out and and exercise I think that's really important so anything else you want to add Riley? I think that's it just making sure that you stay on top of your mental health especially if you're in college um I know mental health can be really impacted during that time and just making sure that you're taking time to fix it because I know once I started helping mine I was able to start working out a lot more and feeling a lot better yeah and that's exactly what this podcast is about overall wellness fitness exercise and nutrition and if one thing isn't right then nothing is so Mm -hmm. mental health is so important and so is exercise so thanks for listening to wellness shot and we'll see you at the next episode